0: Welcome, everyone. Uh, you're listening to the podcast, That Guy. I'm Bernie Belkowski, and I'm That Guy. We are recording this, our fourth episode, on April 11th, 2020. In the studio today is my partner in crime and wife, Nancy Robinson. And our guest today will be retired veteran Mark Robinson, who happens to be Nancy's father. We'll be talking with him at his residence in Oak Hill, Florida, And we're interested in knowing how the current coronavirus situation is playing out down in the Sunshine State. So let's get the ball rolling. Hey, Mark, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, We'd like to start, if it's all right, uh, you give us a little background, where you live in Florida, what kind of community you live in.
1: Uh, Sure. Yeah, I live in uh, Oak Hill, Florida. It's kind of central Florida, but on the east coast, on the river, the Indian River better known as the ICW. I live in an RV park that's pretty crappy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm living a dream.
0: So, <laughs> as far as the coronavirus is concerned, is the uh, community or your fellow neighbors, are they having any difficulty? Um, you know, what's it like in the area that you live? Well, I've
1: heard that there really isn't any virus around this immediate area. Now, that doesn't mean that I mean, I don't know how you determine that. That's, I heard that today. But, you know, I mean, since there's no testing, right? you can't, I mean, the first thing that should have happened over a month ago is there should have been enough tests to test everybody in the United States.
0: Yeah, we agree so, with that. Yeah, completely agree with that. Without the
1: testing, you know, if you, if you can't test everybody, you don't know who's sick or who they've been in contact with, so... You know, the the incubation rate seems to be, you know, anywhere from 5 to 7 to 14 days. I mean, there's there's no, I mean, we're really not getting any information at all that's pertinent to the problem.
0: Well, one thing about living here in Michigan, at least our governor is trying to stay on top of it. Um, We're getting... Yeah, but you
1: know, you say that, Bernie, and everything, and I've got this friend of mine, I mean, she's been a friend of mine for a long time. She's just really hard on the governor and I'm going, Wait a minute. You know, I don't say anything to her about it because I think everybody has the right to their opinion, even if it's wrong. And in most cases hers appears to be wrong. She's one of these people that just has their tunnel vision and all they can do is focus on what they think is going on. Does not she what's happen to, really going on?
0: Does she happen to be a Trump supporter?
1: <laughs> I'm sure she is. I, You know, I'm, I'm kind of sure that Carrie is a Trump supporter, but, I mean, it's never really come to light as
2: such. I mean, I've never seen her make a statement to that effect. I'll see, uh,
1: Most Trump supporters, though, either are keyboard cowboys or they don't want to admit it in public for some reason because I guess they're in fear of being
0: called ignorant. She's probably listening to Fox News, too. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, but, you know, it's like Nancy's
1: Uncle Al. You know, sometimes, and, and and I kind of agree with this in a way, but I don't, you know, I don't have any, no dish, no cable, none of that crap. I'm not going to pay anybody for the stuff that I, you know, I, I'm not going to pay for all the religious channels and all the other crap channels that, you, you know, on these packages. I mean, I don't blame people for doing that, but... So I don't get inundated. When I turn on my TV, I don't get Fox and Friends. But Nancy's uncle, Al, sometimes he'll just go and watch that. That or, what is it, uh, America One Network?
2: Why? Uh, There's so so many other shows out there.
1: No, no, he just wants to know what they're up to.
2: Oh, okay. Now, folks...
1: He watches it once in a while, and I'm sure he just sits there just like, you know, going crazy.
2: Now, I want my listeners to realize my dad has been anti-cable or (laughs) any kind of TV for... pay for TV since I was a child. I think we had cable a number of times, but never for that long, and that was always your biggest complaint was that you had to pay for all the crap that you didn't want to watch. And I remember Uh, as a child us having... Intermittent cable, and I don't think we ever had satellite there, but that doesn't surprise me I that know, you're... your
1: childhood was just a shame, wasn't? Hey, it? I
2: didn't say it was. I just think it's funny, and I'm not surprised that that's your opinion still to this day. Whereas, know, at our house, but we have just about every kind of channel on the man. I think the way you
1: remember demand. it and the way it really was
0: are two different things. Well, oh. we're not talking about Nancy. <laughs> that would be too long of a podcast. <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, yeah, see, he's a smart husband. <laughs> he yeah. knows who he's yeah. sleeping with uh, tonight, and he wants to be in the yeah, same he's, room.
1: Yeah, he's, he's programmed, I, I yeah. realize that. That's, uh-huh. why I, that's why I'm single, I uh-huh. don't have that influx of chitter-chatter. Uh-huh. You know okay, be... so,
0: back
2: to the governor issue, I think ours is yeah. doing great, and I really like our governor, I think she's super awesome. Um, but literally, I think Florida's governor has kind of, I mean, it sounds he's like it's a with,
1: Trump. He, yeah. He's a Trump sycophant. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He's got his nose stuffed so far up Trump's ass. Excuse me for that. But <laughs> that's exactly what it is. He just, you know, he couldn't even decide to do anything here in the state until he got a call from Donald Trump one morning and then the next afternoon something happened.
2: Well, that, and, and the uh, the public was so irate about all these people on the beaches. They were, like, losing their crap on the, uh, the like, we watch the Today Show a lot, but any one yeah, of the news sources watched... were talking about it, and it was just like, come on. The
1: Santos was going to shut the beaches down. No way. Yeah. I mean... I don't even know if all of them are currently shut down. I think the beaches are open, but they just don't have any open parking. Now, what's that supposed to do?
0: <laughs> well, isn't the churches open? He refused to shut them down.
1: Uh, I thought that was Texas. I, I I believe so. Other than, you know, that one okay. pastor. Or, oh, yeah. You know, he's a he's a right wing nutcase. That guy yep. over in Tampa that got, you know, got arrested. And, uh, of course, I'm sure they released him an hour after his arrest or whatever right. because he went against the governor or whoever. Maybe it's just that maybe it was a city ordinance that they put into place, which that's the only saving grace I think we have in the United States right now is the mayors, commissioners, some governors, not very many, but some that have made the decision of what's right for their for their constituents and for their state, where... Our federal government is a total failure. Total failure.
2: Oh, I agree. I completely agree. that. It, um, as a matter of fact, we were listening to um, uh, Michael Moore earlier today, and sometimes he kind of gets kind of long-winded. We listen to his podcast. Yeah,
1: he's a, he's a little bit crackers, too. But yeah, you know, he, but I the mean, thing that he had
2: right was the whole thing about the government just totally failing on us, and the fact that all the states need to get together on their own figure out who has what supplies and go hey let's do this as a you know like a team like what we're supposed to be the united states our government is supposed to do this for us but we're having to do it on our own that was the only point that i liked about his podcast today but yeah
1: well you know donald trump who of course obviously sidestep every issue and every question that's ever been posed to him fired all the people that were responsible for a pandemic response in the United States. Plus, then he turned around, he fired all the people in China that were there because of the huge population there. They were on the front line. If anything came up in China, we would be forewarned. So, of course, he fired all them.
0: He's been cleaning I mean, house in the CDC, and the, if, he had, yeah. if he could, he would fire people in the who the world health organization
2: yeah yeah if he could i'm sure he would he'd be like oh it's a hoax
1: (laughs) well i just saw something that come across my computer on uh youtube a little while ago where uh i guess there was some discussion by the gop to get uh dr fauci out because the, the gop doesn't think he's doing a good good thing for america oh they geez. don't care about america he's, one bit he's they don't the, care about america one bit all they care about is the people that keep them in office yeah That's he's That's the all they care about.
2: only good thing in the white house right now is fauci because he's saying it like it is and whenever trump tries to sidestep or fauci's been talking too long you know he'll push him out of the way and get in there and start talking it's it's ridiculous but if it wasn't for fauci i feel like the American public would have zero percent lead any kind of leadership coming from the White House on a medical level. We already know the president's not
0: well. He had knowledge of this thing, the whole thing going down. He was in a briefing, it was uh, what late middle to late January. Oh, yeah, he they had all proof about of that it, that it was coming.
2: Yeah, and he just it, pretended that it wasn't good, you know, information, good news, good whatever. He was just blind to it which doesn't surprise me but i mean he could have then started going okay we need to get supplies you know all of our biggest cities we need to start getting what we can get from you know here overseas get stuff going like we could have got way ahead of this but we just were so slow to react
1: well donald trump you know he's only got one thing in mind and that's donald trump that's it he's Mm -hmm. gonna do what's good for him and damned everybody else you know I mean that's what he's done since the first day he assumed the office and nobody seems to want to talk about the fact that Stephen Miller who is a real scumbag from the get-go is still working for Donald Trump and he still has Donald Trump's ear and he's the one I'm pretty sure like Dick Cheney did with George W. Bush is funneling all the stuff that he thinks needs to happen never mind how disturbing it is never mind about putting kids in cages and letting this virus get off the ground like it did because Stephen Miller is just he's he's one of these people that can mirror the president but he has his own agenda that he just works a little bit every day you know and And if if somebody says something to Trump, like Stephen Miller, who is, you know, like his right-hand henchman, Trump, you know, he assimilates a little bit of that information, whether it's all of it or not. But the stuff that he is getting from Stephen Miller is the worst stuff on the planet. So that's what's happening to us. We're not being led by Donald Trump because he's no leader. He's not a real leader at all. No, he's He's, just uh, in
2: front of the the cameras just to play politics and try to get votes i mean once he he handed this whole thing over to pence. his pence yep to pence he literally realized oh pence is getting all this
0: attention and nope. and i can't go wrong
1: now, now he's got jared kushner
0: yeah yeah well kushner's a crook too in fact oh yeah a... well
1: hell his dad you know they they imprisoned his dad for his shady operations I don't never really knew what all the details of his conviction were, but that's you know, I mean, that's the way Jared's been raised. It's like, hey, yeah, there's
0: actually a doc, there's actually a documentary on uh Netflix that talks all about what Kirshner's enterprises are. He's a slumlord, he owns tons of apartment complexes. He actually owns a big building, I think. I actually think the address is that triple six it's in yeah. in new york and it's yeah it's it, in manhattan yeah, yeah yeah and it's a real bomb and he's gotten uh kickbacks to fund uh his problems with it i think they use the same tax lawyer too
1: <laughs> but yeah well I, would, I mean it's just like it's just like Donald donald trump's fox news channel that's what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it is. Sean, Hanna- Sean Hannity, who Donald Trump yaks it up with, supposedly almost daily, Sean Hannity is another slumlord, too. He has over 800 rental properties. Mm. 800.
2: And these rental properties, I assume, are like low-level, not being taken care I of? Is that no what you mean idea. by slum?
1: Oh, I know. No, he's a slumlord, though. You know, he's just a low life. you know. He's he's living off the backs of, of people that can't afford anything other than rental
2: yeah, property. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, sure. It you know there there's definitely a place because I mean some people in in our society. I mean Bernie Sanders pretty much laid it out. I mean a fifteen dollar minimum wage is just it. You know, you might be able to exist on fifteen dollars an hour, but it would be a lot of work on your part just figuring out where you could find a place to live, how you could feed yourself, and pay your bills.
0: Yeah, care is an issue an too, though.
1: That's just one person, you know. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't have a family. Well, I can remember they back do, when, but it's bad. <laughs> when you and your brother were children, Nancy. It wasn't a matter of having to have two incomes.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it's an absolute you gotta, must.
1: You've got to have two incomes, and I don't know what, what the next stage is going to be because I guess probably what it is is you're going to have to have one and a half jobs per person.
2: Well, and some people do. For the people who are working minimum wage, they've got multiple jobs because they can't get full-time employment. And then, of course, if they can't get full-time employment because these employers don't want to give it to them, then you've got the issue of they can't get any kind of medical insurance. So then any single time they have to get help they end up in er's costing our our kind of everything so much more money and it's 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 the whole system's completely destroyed and it's sadly it's going to go right back to how it was the minute that this is all over with and everybody's being hopeful they're like oh well now that this is going on maybe everybody will like wake up and then when we go back to business the way it's supposed to be we're going to change everything it's going to magically be different and i know it's not
0: no it's not going to go back until a vaccine i mean I listened to a speech that Bill Gates, you know, I know he's a rich guy, he's a philanthropist, he's all that, but he's a really smart man. And he he told it just like it was back in 2015. And then he just put an op-ed in the New York Times and he's got a hell of a letter in there. He says it lays it just exactly like it's going to have to be. If we don't get testing and we don't know who has this and who doesn't, you're not going to be able to know who can work and who can't. And he says that that uh, vaccine to cure everybody, if most of the population doesn't get it, it's not going to happen. He says, I think things will be a facsimile a copy of what it might supposed to be by the end of twenty one, twenty
1: twenty one. Oh, that's so far that's away. That's probably close. But I also I have a little different opinion of uh, Mr. Gates. I mean, I think they've done some relatively good things along the way you know i mean their involvement in trying to come up with vaccines to eliminate a number of different serious diseases worldwide i think yeah. is a good thing but, you know anybody that has to build a hundred and ten thousand square feet of house for two people has got a problem <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know it's funny i always said that if i I won millions of dollars. I literally was like, I'd just keep this house, and I'd have a bunch of little bungalows in different tropical areas. That'd be enough for me, because honestly, who needs ginormous houses? And then I jokingly said, I was like, plus, I don't want to clean them. And then Bernie goes, you could pay somebody to clean them. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, 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 you don't. I mean, but so many rich people live in excess. I mean, and it's it's not surprising. I mean, well, I can't say because I'm, I'm not rich. I can't say I wouldn't do this. Fall into the same thing. I'd like to think that I wouldn't, but who knows?
1: That's such a huge problem in the United States, as far as I'm concerned, is the the and have and have-nots. And there's the poor. There is no more middle class. I mean, not really. Not like there used to be when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, I don't feel like it's there gone. is much of a middle class. I agree. There's
1: no, it's gone basically. Yeah. Okay, I but... mean, I don't even put you guys I don't even put you guys in the middle class.
2: Well, I kind of feel like we, we are. We we spend money on fun toys like this whole setup here to do podcasts. I mean, we have extra money and thankfully because of our jobs, we have that extra money. But you have to have an educated job where you go to college for it. And that's the unfortunateness is the education in this world is so hard for people to attain and get or get themselves out of the situations that they are in order to go and get education. And even that's not a guarantee anymore. I mean, you see a lot of students coming out of colleges in huge debt, and they can't find jobs, yeah. or they chose poorly and didn't pick a you know, a career that was going to actually have jobs available when they well, got out. Well, you've got,
1: you know, speaking of school debt, you got school debt, right?
2: Oh yeah, I've got a lot. I've still got some from Michigan State, and now I've got Sure. well all the kcc sure. from nursing school so yeah so, wonderful i'm so excited but i also don't think like bernie sanders has said you know, like we'll just get rid of everybody's debt and it'll magically go away and it's like that you just can't i don't think you can just do that i don't think that's possible it's like i that'd be great okay. i would all love right. that
1: i got the answer for that right now for you okay what's that uh the gop just coughed up back what a year and a half ago trillion dollars for the rich folks for tax reduction now they've they've decided that because of this virus and everything they've managed to come up with two million two trillion dollars for this which is actually four trillion dollars yeah and i'm sure it's going to go to about 10 trillion dollars so where is the money coming from yeah i
2: actually said that to bernie when they were talking about doing this stimulus package i'm like wait Where's this money coming from? I get that we literally print our own money, but I was like, aren't we so far in the hole? our deficit and all of the other countries that we owe money to? It's like, how can we do this? I, I get that we need well, a Donald, stimulus.
1: Donald, but... Trump, Donald Trump said that he was going to take care of this deficit when he was elected. <laughs> he was going to build the wall. He was going to take care of the deficit. He was also going to put a good health care plan in play that was less money, and he was going to show us his taxes after after the audit.
2: What was he going to do, like like uh, blink his eyes and snap his fingers, and this is all going to magically happen? Because that's just hilarious.
0: He
1: doesn't know what he's going to do or what he's done. He doesn't know.
0: They're putting another package that's together. How
1: ignorant, that's how ignorant he is. He's so... got no plan. He's got no ability to listen to... To the people other than the sycophants that he's surrounded himself with mm. and had him on the back every three seconds, it's like, oh, good baby, good baby, here, burp for daddy, burp for daddy, come on, <laughs> good baby, good
2: baby. Oh, my God. Okay, we've completely derailed, so go ahead, Bertie.
0: <laughs> well, no, I was just wondering, uh, aside from politics, uh, the problem with supplies. You know, we have people around here that can't get groceries, they can't... You know, you go to the store and the shelves are—they're not great. We tried to get a delivery; we did after two days, so that we could actually uh, get some food in the house. I mean, if you don't, you can go to the grocery store. They and, actually have and you did a
2: couple weeks ago. Yeah,
0: they actually had times where you could go
2: in the morning to Yeah. Yep, if you were a, by, high
0: risk. Yeah, really high risk people. And then I don't know. I mean, are you having the same problem? I mean, how do you get your staples? How do you get your food? I
1: I have, I've been living on what I've had in the house for the last three weeks.
0: You must have had a, quite a pantry.
1: <laughs> so, well, I'm only one person, you know. I mean, I I still have enough food in the house probably to go another week if I really wanted to. I've got a lot of rice. I've got canned vegetables. i got some frozen vegetables. I've got uh, meat still in the freezer. i got fish in the freezer. Yeah. Uh, but you just can't. The whole problem with being shut in like this all the time, and I'm sure you guys were aware of it because we're, we're shut in. It's like, uh, you know, our bad habits come into play where it's like, "Boy, I sure would like a bowl of ice cream. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> We've
2: already fallen victim to that ourselves a number of times, especially once we got groceries again. I've had one too yeah. many Cheeves puffs. Oh, they were so good. So, most of the people. I'm,
1: think- I'm thinking about. Uh, do I really want to go to the grocery store tomorrow? No, I don't think so. I've been just—that's how I've been doing it every day, which has really worked fairly well. Because I mean, my refrigerator is empty. I got no, no milk. I got no bread. All the things that, in a lot of cases, are that probably just fast. as well. I don't have, in a way. Yeah. I'd s- like to have some milk. I'd like to have some bread. I'd like to have some lunch meat. I'd like to have all that stuff, but. You know, a lot of that stuff is the most healthy thing you can have.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Just eating meat and vegetables is like the best thing you can do for yourself. But, oh, it's so boring. Are there people
0: in your complex there, your park? uh, I mean, I assume everybody's not retired. I mean, do they have problems now that they're not working?
1: Oh, everybody here is basically retired. Okay. Pretty much. You know, there's a few people that do... Uh, some sporadic jobs here and there and stuff, but the majority of the people, probably, I would say 80, 85 percent, are retired here. So.
2: So they're not walking around with masks then. They're not concerned. They're not.
1: No. They're nothing around. I mean, okay. you know, you'll see them. Out, if they're out in public, like I'm sure that if you go down to Publix right now to the grocery store, I mean, there's probably a lot of people in there that are wearing masks. There's also people that aren't wearing any. I mean, I've I've got like three masks uh, that your uncle Lee sent me last week okay but i haven't been anywhere where i have to wear a mask
2: yeah i'm gonna be wearing one at work when i get back here shortly so and that's not gonna be a lot of fun but i don't know where everybody else around here has been and kalamazoo has had a number of deaths and it's definitely in the area so i'm not taking any yeah, risks. i think
0: they've only had seven and the cases are low are we're lucky that we live in this area yeah compared
2: to grand rapids and detroit is just insane right now i think yeah. yesterday was like 200 plus oh, yeah. deaths i mean it was it, a
1: lot
0: so are people riding bikes walking around in the sun i mean we oh, actually oh that's,
1: that's that's the other thing that that's really become well maybe not right here where i'm at currently i mean there's still there's people walking around uh, off and on throughout the day but if you get toward edgewater Uh, New Smyrna Beach and stuff. I mean, I went over to some friends of mine for dinner the other night, just the three of us. And uh, I was amazed because normally when I drive down this road that goes back to the west off US one, you know, it's basically car traffic and you might see an occasional person walking but it was like nonstop people. There was like, normally where I'd see two people I saw 20. Wow. Or 30.
0: Is that because I mean, of the weather? And they were
1: all, they were just all spread out and, and walking, you know, just I'm sure just to get out of the house and go outside, but which still, is good.
2: But okay, so but they're they're away from each other. They're not like a big giant party group all right on top of oh, each other, no, right? No, okay.
1: No, no, I haven't seen much of that. Okay, I mean, well that's good. We've actually saw there's that there's obviously what. Well, go ahead, Bernie.
0: Well, we actually have people that we've seen in our neighborhood. I mean, before this all happened, you could you could ride bikes around our neighborhood and you just didn't see anybody there was no cars parked it's just been odd like that ever since we lived here but now that this has happened there's cars in uh, hell 60 percent of the driveways yeah there's the people roads. with their garage doors open they're all sitting out in a half circle with lawn chairs the kids are out playing in the yard i mean a lot of bikes and joggers i mean it, the neighborhood's actually alive Yeah, we've we've never seen them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, besides our our literal neighbors that we see all the time, so much of our neighborhood, which is, I'm going to say, quote unquote, middle class neighborhood, whether it exists or not, um, they're like never around. Even in the evenings when we've gone out on our bike, you know, it's surprising. It's very weird seeing so many people in our our area. And everybody's doing really good about keeping the, the distance and stuff. So It's not like everybody's, you know, piling together or anything.
1: So. Well, that's what everybody's got to do, you know, and that's the problem with all this. If if the administration of this country would have got started in a reasonable length of time back in the middle end of February, this would really have flattened out. Now, that doesn't I mean, everybody's kind of missed the boat on this one. Sure, that flattening is good because that means we're not going to be killing eight or nine hundred people a week in some cities i think that's a plus but it's going to take a long time for it to taper off to where there aren't going to be hundreds killed every month from this virus
2: yeah I, and I if agree they with would that. Have got
1: started a little bit sooner i mean quite a bit sooner i mean they knew back in december
2: yeah realistically I mean, there's,
1: there's lots of proof to the effect that you know There was a lot of talk about the possibility of this becoming a pandemic Pandemic. because of the way it was spreading, and nobody did anything.
2: Nope, that's how we are, especially in America. I mean, we're doing a horrible job at it. I mean, just horrible. I mean, you look at who's handled it well. I'm actually going to say South Korea has done an amazing job. South Korea
1: did the best job of any country in the world.
2: Yeah, that's where my um, ex-foreign exchange student that... You Was know, living here to go to school like her third year, she's back at home now. Right. And it's so much safer yeah. for her to be there. And I'm like, yeah, if I could afford to go there and wasn't working, that's where I'd be because they've done an amazing job of controlling it and they've gone. But, but, but what? They're smaller? This, this
0: morning, no, this morning they said they've relaxed a lot of things, but there's people now walking around and they're starting to get another uptake in oh, cases. Yeah, see so that that's not surprise They're me. calling a the second peak. And Italy, or not Italy, but the United Kingdom, the UK, is it's the same thing. They're getting back to uh an up Yeah, an upswing uh, again. Yep. And don't that's you guys
1: what... feel don't you guys feel sorry for Boris Johnson? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, at least he survived. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? Yeah, I don't, I don't wish death on anyone, but I was, but the fact that he was was going around and joking about it early, especially when it was already in his country, that's where it's kind of like, oh, you deserve what you got there
0: because you thought it was a big joke.
1: Yeah, let's do all this stuff, you know, I really thought, I think it's going to, I think it's going to just about put the end to handshaking. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, actually, that's what Fauci, Fauci said. said. He said on the Today Show, he said, you know what? Uh, really, we should not shake hands anymore. He says, in society, that's yeah. what it's going to come to be. And they were just teasing him, in a, in a sense, you know, like, you're kidding me. You know, that yeah, you not really think idea. we shouldn't change hands, shake hands? And he said, no. He says, you know, I mean, I know people won't do it. They won't. They wouldn't well, not shake hands. I but...
1: mean, well, let's, let's put it this way. What do you think, Bernie, about, and Nancy, what do you think about all this clean air we've got to deal with now?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, isn't it great? <laughs> yeah, everybody,
1: California. I mean, how are we going to deal with blue skies in L.A.? I
2: know, yeah. well, no we're... smog in all these, uh, you know, other countries. They that... showed
0: pictures of Beijing, you know, it was actually, you could actually see the sun
2: yeah 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 the earth is that really was, happy and i hate but, to say it but people yeah. are a virus we're the virus yeah, to this but,
0: planet
1: but, <laughs> well mother nature is going to take care of the virus Nancy. trust me i mean and we are the virus i yeah. agree yeah but but the whole thing is this is my take on it you know just because i i have enough time to think about a lot of things like this it's like all these people that see what the earth could be with some clean air and some not so much automobile pollution and all that kind of stuff. Do you think maybe there's a chance there that if somebody gets on the bandwagon like Bernie Sanders, I mean, he's the one that got the ball rolling with the Green New Deal. I mean, there's going to be a lot more leverage behind those ideas that he came up with a long time ago to make some changes that have needed to be done for the last 40 years.
2: And that might be true, but my thing is, is yeah, it's great, but when it comes to politics and getting bills and you know, clean air stuff passed to block these giant producers just besides cars, it's not going to happen because those guys pay for the you know, politicians to run and then the politicians push the bills through that don't cut back their emissions. It's just going to well. keep happening until somehow we can magically fix this whole broken world. I I would love to think that they'll look at this and go, oh, hey, maybe we can actually do something great for this planet, but I doubt it.
1: Well, you might be right, Nancy, but the thing I look at is that once people see the effect of what could happen and they like it, they're going to be more prone to agree with it, where before they really never knew exactly what everybody was talking about sure that some people that are smart enough to listen to scientists, which are there for a reason. Right. And, and had that viewpoint that we could do so much better on this little ball we float around on than we're doing. There's going to be at some point, I mean, this is, you know, there, we don't even know how bad it's going to get yet. Trust me. This is only early stages of what's going to happen. I mean, the economy is going to tank huge because of the virus. The stock market, I mean, Already has. I, I've been talking a little bit with my brother. It's like it's eking its way back up, right? But he's going, you just wait till the big, you know, he thinks when it gets up to 25000 again, it's going to make a big turn and it's really going to tank them. And he's pretty knowledgeable. I mean, he worked in that business almost his whole adult life, you know, Payne Weber. He's worked for everybody in the financial markets and everything, and he sees and he pays attention to that kind of information as it comes along. And he has a pretty good handle and projects out things within a reasonable length of time that this isn't even got going good. I mean, you know, they said, what was it, in 1928 when we had the big crash, that this is going to make the big crash look like the little crash. Right. <laughs> It's very possible. I think that's why, you know, even though I don't agree with any of the right-wing talking points about, yeah, we need to get back to work, and yeah, the kids need to go back to school. I mean, that's the latest thing with Ron DeSantos, the stupid governor of the state of Florida. Uh, He let out last Thursday, I think, or something. He was thinking that Maybe it's time for the kids to start back to school again. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> stupid. Is insane.
0: All right, well, we try to keep these to around thirty minutes and we're running into forty minutes. So, so we're
2: gonna have to edit the crap out of this. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: necessarily. Yeah.
1: But it's Nancy's fault, Bernie. No, yeah. It's uh huh.
0: It's interesting and I appreciate the taking the time <laughs> to do it with us.
1: Yeah, sure. Anytime, time you guys. Yeah.
0: All right, well, we're going to call it, and uh, it was nice talking to you, Mark.
1: Bye, yeah, Dad. good talking to you, Bernie. Good talking to you, Nancy. Okay,
0: bye. I love you. All right, bye-bye.
1: Love you. Yeah, have a good evening. Yep, bye.
0: You too. All right, guys, uh, that was Mark Robinson, Nancy's father. We appreciate him having the time to be on our podcast. I'd like to thank my wife also for being the anchor, and I'd like to remind everybody that If you have any ideas for future podcasts or comments, that you can message us at uh, thatguyfeedback at gmail.com. And we hope that everybody stays safe out there, and we'll be back in a couple days. Thank you, and we're out.